Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the dough, where Cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together because y'all, season two is here. Hosted every week by me, X Maya. Remember me? I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. I'm talking to reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars, how they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season two of The Dough is out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, a podcast about apologies. And this week, I only spent an hour on TikTok. Going to get those numbers up, though, by next week. Oh, wow. Okay, that is that is amazing. Uh, and this is Mohanad Al-Sheikhi. And this week, the weather has been disgusting, and I hate it. But what's even more disgusting is that we have still have not got a confirmation that Queen Elizabeth is alive. Ugh. So... Until we get that, I'm going to do this bit every week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then I'm Oja Lopez, and this week I spent zero dollars. Not one dollar. This is on purpose. I didn't buy anything. It was a a test to see if I could do it, Um, and I did it. I didn't spend one single dollar all week long. Impressive. Yeah, it was painful, but I made it through. Um I don't feel any better of a person for it, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. So, okay, I feel like we have to we have to talk about Kanye, okay? <laughs> oh, God. But I want to pref for me, I want to preface this conversation because, you know, whenever I, I talk about, like, any celebrities online, I, there's a lot of feedback of, like, You know, people think I'm taking sides from one side or the other. I want to preface this with one. I know celebrities don't give a fuck about me. So like the picking sides is not really a thing. Like I always am just like, okay, there's this person and this is what's happening. And there's this person. The only I will say the only two like celebrities where you might get some bias from me are Bridget Everett. And Michael Che. And only because I've gotten to meet them in person, I really like them. And so I will always stick up for them because in a way I feel like I know them. But other than that, everyone else just kind of gets the fair treatment. I also want to preface this with most people who are famous, I think the reason they're famous is because they tend towards either narcissistic or sociopathic tendencies. And so I just want to like baseline say that like in general, I think famous people are starting from a different mental arena. If that makes any sense. Kind of like having a podcast. It feels very (laughs) similar. Like if you have a podcast, you also are slightly narcissistic. (laughs) (laughs) Just putting it out there, you know, Um, but yeah, I mean, Kanye really has in the last week taken over my, at least my personal Instagram feed. And I mean, by taking over, I mean, I'm posting about him regularly, like multiple times a day. And all of these posts are really around Kim and Kim Kardashian's relationship with Pete Davidson. Now, I think subliminal, not subliminally, I think really what's happening is he has an album coming out. He has Donda 2 coming out. And anytime he has an album coming out, he tends to generate a lot of publicity, right? In any way he can. 
I think this case is a little bit different, though, because I, I genuinely do think he's having these feelings. It's also contributing to him getting a lot of publicity ahead of the album. I mean, I don't know if you agree yeah. or disagree with that. Oh, 100%. I mean, I mean, yeah, like I definitely like you, you know, you want your kids to be with you and, and all of that. But this man knew exactly what he was getting into when he married Kim Kardashian. You know, like it's not this is not just a woman that he married. It's it's the Kardashians. They were like very well known. He knew exactly what he was signing up to. So now to just like go insane and just like being like, why are my kids on TikTok? Why are they doing this? What well, I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? Like this family whole thing is being online and just like being perceived by people and just putting themselves out there. So you can't really, there's nothing that you can like say about that. And I mean, like, it's not like you you two have not used your own wife and your kids for, like, publicity before, like, put their pictures out there, like, so, I don't know, I just feel like it's, it's, it's too much, and I agree with you, this is mostly, like, it feels like it's just a publicity for the album, and also, doesn't he also have a docu-series coming out on Netflix? He does, they actually screened it this week, and I think LA, mm-hmm. it's a new, yeah, documentary, I think on Netflix about him, so, yeah, he definitely has a lot of projects coming up, and then he still has his Sunday service, I have not been to one. I'm obviously very curious about it. I feel like one day I'm going to have to dip my toe in that pond. But yeah, I mean, and obviously he just, you know, and then he has the collab, I think with, uh, obviously he has the Gap collab, but then I think he did, was it a Balenciaga or one of the designers, the Yeezy Balenciaga collab, something like that. So he has like a ton of projects coming up. But he doesn't, you know, before it's like we never really see him posting online except around these projects. And I think for, you know, I was talking to my friend the other day about this because, again, he has consumed our lives. And the interesting thing is that people want to lean into this Kanye is crazy. Kanye is insane. Kanye needs to get on his meds. And of course, that's like the easiest thing to default to because when someone's rage, basically rage texting you in a public forum and they have now 12 and a half million followers. Yeah. Mind you, he started at, he started at 10 and a half million when this whole thing started because I keep track of those things. So he's already increased 2 million followers. But when someone's rage texting to 12 million people, of course, it's easy to just be like, you're crazy. You're off your meds. Um, and I was talking to my friend about it, though. And, you know, why is it that with Kanye if he is kind of going into these, um, we'll say impulse control, he does have like impulse control where he has something and he says it, that sort of like mental state seems like much worse than any mental state that maybe Kim Kardashian has ever been in. You know, like if you think about the car, like you just said, the Kardashians have been on TV our entire life. And I don't think that let's quote unquote normal people would ever do that. You know, like what kind of person has to be in a mental state to say like, I want every moment of my life filmed, but we don't see that as crazy. They've normalized it so much that now anything that Kanye does kind of against that, it it seems like he's crazy. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I guess considering even that there's been like physical altercations between them on TV, like the sisters and that's crazy drama constantly on television. But I think there's an understanding that if you're on television, that there's some kind of scripted produced parts of it. And then some parts of it that are, you know, genuine and real, I guess. And I I guess the the thing that I think about Kanye with the online stuff is I wonder if, you know, he's just comfortable and okay with people knowing what the problems are. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care if people know that there's issues in between them. And Kim does care. And that be the crux of the issue is that maybe we in his place would all care that these things don't get out. But I just don't think Kanye cares if people know. I mean, they know already like that he's, you know, going through it and he has like dealing like with mental issues and and, and and all of that. But I think I think sometimes like what he's doing, like, you know, we, we all think that you should like normalize, you know, having mental health problems and like not stigmatize and, and all of that. And, you know, that is that is valid. But I think Kanye now took that and just like took it to a whole nother level. Instead of like seeking help and trying to deal with that, he's like, no, having mental health issues is normal. 
and I am just going to go and just act on them as much as I want. And if you try to call me out on anything I do, now you're shaming me for my mental health issues. And it's just like, no, that's not what's happening here. Because like, again, if this was just him and Kim going at each other, I get it. But this man is going after everyone. And I think that's like the impulse control. Like, you know, whatever he has talked about, you know, being admitted in different, you know, things in his past, um, you know, to hospitals and stuff like that. But it definitely seems like he thinks of something and he immediately says it. Now, that could be part of why he's also a really good artist, right? And maybe if he takes medications, maybe it would dull that. Maybe he has taken medications, who knows? And maybe he doesn't want to dull that side of what contributes to his art. But unfortunately, when it spills into the personal, like, we just see it as like, this is not a normal behavior. You shouldn't react this way on on a dime. But I also, I think combined with that though, because the Kardashians, we, we, we say they're basically the media, right? They control the media. Chris, you know, can kind of have her relationships with publications and get her, you know, daughters in front of them as she needs to. And because of that, Kanye, I think it's interesting. He is really locked in. He's saying he's working with black media. We see him, um, like we saw him do an interview with Hollywood Unlocked, which is, you know, black media company. And I think he is in a way trying to use that to his advantage because he doesn't want things to be said about him that aren't true that he can't control. Because like, this was like a really interesting thing. So like one of the the rage posts that he had put up was about how he was posting screenshots between him and I think he said, I think it was Travis Scott who gave him, or no, no, no. It was like this uh, woman's husband, Tracy's husband, who had given him Kim's phone number because he said, Kim changed her phone number. Thank you for giving me her phone number. And everyone was just like, this is wild, wild, wild. Mm-hmm. Now, in between all of this, Kim had a Vogue feature that came out, you know, all about her being in her 40s and coming into her own and kind of like starting this new thing. And I found this really, this one section really interesting because she talked about in this article how they went to Bahamas and she gets to Bahamas and she said, you know, and then we're like, we haven't been on vacation in a long time. And then everyone threw their phones in the ocean. And I was like, what am I allowed to do that? Now, some publications took it and ran. They were like, Kim threw her phone in the ocean. She did not. If you kept reading the article, it said, in lieu of throwing her phone in the ocean, Kim changed her number to alleviate the guilt she feels for not responding quickly to everyone. So, like, she changed her number. Now, this aligns with what Kanye was saying that Kim changed her number. So in this article, it's being posed as like, Kim is so busy. She 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 needed to free herself from her phone that she's attached to. Like, look at this woman coming into her own. But it's also like, you have a baby. You have four kids with this man. You can't just be changing your phone number <laughs> if he don't have it. So did that happen? We don't know. But he's definitely saying he had to get his phone number. So it's interesting how, you know, the narratives feel differently depending on who's telling it and it's not necessarily that she changed it to exclude him but that she didn't you know email him like hey kanye i'm changing my phone this is or a facebook post where you're like if you're interested this is my phone number text me um she didn't do that yeah i mean this man clearly loves his kids so like you know not giving him access to the kids is you know obviously unfair and should not be the case but I also like I I just have the thing, and this is like not to uh, get into conspiracy theories, but <laughs> I just sometimes like watch this whole thing happen between Kanye and Kim, and and all of these posts and the rage and all of that, and like a small part of me, I'm just like, is this all scripted? Are we all just like watching a show that is like a narrative that has been already on like written on paper, and we're just like indulging in it as well as it goes because this is what we are expected to do. Uh, because I just like literally just feel like everything that they do and, and, and like the Kardashians and like everyone around them just feels like it is just all, you know, for media. Like nothing feels real. Yeah. Did you see that um, that new Aziz Ansari stand up on Netflix? Yes. 
Okay, remember the section where he talks about, you know, it's like, like there'd be some serious issues and everyone's just kind of like, eh. And then it's like, wait, someone got, you know, in a fight with someone at a bar? What? And then they did this happen? And then what happened? And then we're going to keep following this person and like, you know, figure out every little detail that doesn't affect us in any way, shape or form. And it was a whole routine. And it was just funny because we were in yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like, when I saw that routine, it was like in the midst of this Kanye and yeah, it is like that. Like it is, they know they can drive headlines by doing this. So yeah. even though it is real, it is scripted in a way because it's kind of like, what do I want to wake up and be known for today? Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I think the issue is well, from what I see is like, I mean, I read the comments sometimes just to see like what people are saying. And some people I'm just like, why are you just so involved in this? like taking sides and just like writing this like whole threads and like going on and i'm just like bro connie doesn't even know that you exist chill who cares you know like i read the comments i'm like did you just write an essay in a comment right now <laughs> who's this for like spent 45 minutes of like your real lifetime yeah. writing down your opinions on these two people's lives who don't yeah. affect you in any way. I'm honestly just watching him like this is just fun for me. Like Kanye just like posting memes and stuff like that and just going after like Pete Davidson and, and whatnot. And by the end of the day, I have my life to live. You know, my bank account <laughs> is not going up or down because of that. Would you have ever thought that Pete Davidson in a situation like this would look so normal and so like even keeled? I would I would have never thought he would have been the one. And honestly, the thing about SNL that I think is so funny right now is like they do all these sketches and all these things on like the big headlines, but it's a Pete Davidson that is in the headlines. So what are they going to do? do sketches about people who are already on their own show <laughs> oh pete davidson yeah kim kardashian's boyfriend i mean the hostility coming from kanye i don't like it's scary kind of like you're getting in the middle of this crazy media shit storm i i, I can't even imagine the pressure and the stress oh yeah also what do you think is gonna happen like do you really think pete is just gonna stick around and be the the father of your kids do you know pete davidson <laughs> <laughs> like, oh well at this God. point at this point maybe because like you know how when people just get closer together when there's like so much you know hate around them it just like drives yeah. them closer yeah. together that is i true. mean i yeah. think this relationship's gonna last like at least six months longer than maybe it was originally intended just by yeah. the nature of all of this yeah it's like spite love it's love out of spite <laughs> which spite is oh i love spite what an engine what a fire furnace in one soul to keep one going do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13 year old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few, and of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. I do think, you know, the piece where Kanye really kind of continues to put out the whole thing about, like, having faith that they're going to get back together. And meanwhile, if I'm Julia Fox, I'm like, bitch, what about me? I'm your muse, no? Like, what is going on? I just don't understand. And that's kind of what leads me to believe that maybe that relationship is just a bunch of BS because it's like, 
If I had a boyfriend and he was trying to get back together with his wife that he's not divorced from, I would be like, okay, well, we can't hang out anymore. Well, that was the most embarrassing part of it, too, is that, you know, Julia Fox just did this interview where she talked all about the relationship. And literally in the the interview, she's like, you know, yes, he calls me his girlfriend and I call him his boyfriend. Within minutes, a story was up on the post (laughs) of how... Kanye doesn't have a relationship. He doesn't have a girlfriend. And since then, you know, and then I think shortly after that, she then deleted all the pictures together. But then she claimed it was just to clean up her feed. But then after the Super Bowl, she was coming back. I guess she was in LA and then she was coming through the airport. And another, you know, publication, you know, saw her crying supposedly and it was totally over. But she is again sort of like, you know, saying like, you know, I don't cry. I haven't cried since 1997. And so she's still like, I don't know if she's still hanging on to like, maybe there's something there because she is getting a lot of clout from their uh, attachment together. And maybe their contract hasn't, (laughs) isn't up yet in her mind. (laughs) But yeah, I would just be kind of personally embarrassed. And this is to say, like, I I haven't done this yet, but if I'm really thinking of every single person he's called out by name, like just plucked them out of their lives. I mean, it's like Kid Cudi. It's Billy. It's Pete Davidson. It's MGK. Um, MGK. And then does Michael it just Che pop- as well. Michael Che. It's like, I, it, it definitely, to me, that screams like, you're not just angry at one person. You're just going to be angry at the world or you're going to be upset at everybody who isn't necessarily like, I guess, quote like on your team or whatever. And if that is the case, like you will very quickly find yourself alone and isolated in a situation where you're only around people who are with you because you employ them or because you give them money. And ugh. and that's the thing that he keeps saying is just like me versus the world, and I'm just like that's not that is not a healthy thing to to say. No. And again, I've said that multiple times before. I just truly cannot believe what rich people choose to do with their time. <laughs> yeah, like those those millionaires and billionaires just going up. Like I'm like, give me one million dollar, and you will not catch me having an opinion ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very simple. You don't need it. You got a million dollars. Exactly. I'll just be busy in a hot tub somewhere. I mean, it seems like, okay, the people he's like, you know, tagging and calling out in these posts. I mean, there's still strategy behind that. You know, the Billie Eilish thing felt very on par with him when he like did the Taylor Swift storming the stage. Yeah. And really, you know, Billy has a hundred million followers. And so kind of tussling with her just, you know, increases engagement. Great. So that sort of makes sense in a way, even though demanding apologies never make sense. And, you know, don't ever do that no. again. But okay. unless it's this freaking podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then demand away. Bitch. Demand away. Yes. And then with, you know, MGK, you know, obviously, you know, he's friends with Pete. So like, that's just like piling on. The Che thing was funny because he actually was like, seemed like he was cool with Che. Like, dude, I like you. I don't want you to have to be friends with that dude. So just come to come <laughs> to this side. And, you know, it was the, the Kid Cudi one that was obviously the most, the one that actually I felt there was pain there. Because yeah. he was, you know, look, we all feel that way. If I don't like somebody and you're my friend, you don't like them either. We just don't you know, post about it publicly, you know, we just text you. But also the the, the Billie Eilish thing is very dumb because are we not... If So now anyone that says that we should make sure that fans are okay are against Travis Scott. Uh, what does supporting Travis Scott means? Uh, letting fans die? Is that what we're saying? I'm just so confused. You know, I think a lot of this has to do with Kanye feels that I think black men right now are like getting an unfair shake. That's like what I'm reading into is like, he's getting an unfair shake. The media is, you know, trying to twist the narrative to make him look crazy, posting only ugly photos about him with the Travis Scott situation. They're trying to make it seem like he killed people, you know, and like, and look, there is validity in what he is saying. However, it's hard coming from someone like Kanye because he only seems to lean into that 
when it benefits him. Like, I don't necessarily see him doing this outside of times where it's not benefiting him. Yeah, and and that's a really hard thing to, like, call out or to even talk about. Because if you do decide to co-opt something like that, that is so painful and hardcore, I mean, there's only a certain group of people who really can call out Kanye in so many ways, you know? And for me, as a person on the exterior of all of it, I just find that the that the way that they're doing it just feels unhealthy yeah. and it doesn't feel like they're actually like taking care of the possibility that their kids are going to see this in the future. And that's the thing about Kanye. It just feels like he's not in it to make sure that his family gets back together. He's in it because his ego won't allow him to do it any other way. That's kind of what it feels like to me anyways. And I just wonder, I mean, ultimately, I mean, this all started because he was you know, upset about North being on TikTok. Right, right. Now, we saw this, well, he went live this weekend during Sunday service and he had all his kids there and it was super cute. He was following them around. They were, you know, dancing around and the singers were there and it was actually a super cute live. But it's it's just kind of like, well, which is it? Like, is it that you're upset that they're up online? Is it upset that you feel like they're online unsupervised? Or is it just because you can't control what you know them when determining when they're online? Like, which is it? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like literally, pick one. You, you can't use them and just be like, no, it's okay when I do it. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, her dad is Kanye and her mom is Kim Kardashian. Do you think TikTok is what is giving her publicity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. She's verified like at like, I don't even know how old. Yeah. 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 I am. There's something I think really (laughs) like, would we consider them to be kind of like our royal family in some ways? Because I mean, it's something that comes up in like my circles when I talk about Kim and Kanye, that they're sort of like, they're this sort of just iconic pairing. And then they're, you know, their parents are famous and Kim's Kardashian's children are famous. And when they have children, will they continue to be famous? And we'll just have this sort of like royal group of people that are famous by yeah. like lineage, you know? And I choose to maybe try not to pay too much attention because I feel like that's part of the, the, the frenzy and the problem. But yeah. it's so in my face. It's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, as I said, I watch it as like for entertainment, honestly. Like I try not yeah. to get, get too involved because like it's, it's not benefiting me in any way. No. <laughs> so I'm just You're like, I'm, right. yeah, I'm just like, I am, I, I have my own career to focus on. I have my own shit to do. I just can't believe <laughs> there's like these fucking grown men just arguing in his comments about like, you know, <laughs> what he should and he'd do and talking about his wife and, and, and all of that. I'm just like, I don't know, go take care of your kids or find a job or something. Like, and it, unless you're like involved in it for like the entertainment purpose, other than that, you know, God help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, it, it also is like, it feels like they're all connected to each other. Like all the baby stuff that's coming, all the baby stuff um, that's coming out. And then yeah. it, that's still related to Kanye and then, Pete Davidson with the Megan Fox kind of connection. Like, it just seems like the news are just drenched in these, like, 15 people for the past two years, you know? Yeah, and I think right now, (laughs) I will say that I do believe that the Kardashians, of course, they're going to be on, you know, at face value, look like they're unbothered. Like, this is like, you know, we don't care about what's happening. But I do think that inside that... This is really, really getting under their skin because, A, clearly Kanye has no problem releasing the receipts, right? Which I don't think Kardashians necessarily like receipts. And Mm, B, because he's also dominating the headlines. And that's really their, their role. I mean, look, Kylie just had a baby. And normally I feel like that would be the, like there would be seven headlines I would have seen by now if that was the only Kardashian story. That and like Pete, right? Yeah. But Kanye is winning that war too. And so I think in a way that's also really getting under their skin, which is interesting. And I think that's why it makes it so 
interesting to watch. You know, I think some people feel sad about it because they see a man that they believe is going through a manic episode, you know, but he made a really interesting comment in one of his, you know, posts recently where he was like, why is it that, you know, all these blogs and accounts, they can post 20, 50 times a day about me. But if I am personally posting 20 times, like I'm the crazy one, which is like an interesting statement. Now, mind you, like we're not posting about, you know, our baby mama drama. We're, we're, I think we're (laughs) talking about other things and, you know. Yeah, I think, I think all I'll say about this is that, you know, post as much as you want, Kanye, like live your life. Just hire someone who can like make you a better memes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's the qu- it's the content and the quality. It's not the, it's not yeah. the uh, the quantity. <laughs> exactly. I'm like you could do way better. Like what is this? Like it feels like you did this on like I don't know, like Word or something. Uh, <laughs> like the painter on Windows. Like what's happening? Isn't that where all memes get made though? I feel like you can do a high quality <laughs> meme, honestly. Like it's just like, like even the even the pictures he's 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 using. Like, why is this so low like resolution? What's happening <laughs> yeah. here? Yeah, like I know you have the newest <laughs> iPhone. Like, what's happening? Exactly. Um, it's kind of. I will say the like the interesting part about um, some of his reposts though is. He is seeing the comment section. Like he is mm-hmm. responding to just regular oh, yeah. people and. Um, which is pretty funny in my opinion. <laughs> that is really freaking funny. It's like the basically the most famous man on the planet right now has time to just peruse real person comments and just hang out. And just dunk on kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just dunk on kids. And it's sort of like in response to your original comment, Mohanad, about like, why are people writing these essays in the comments for exactly this reason? You know, like this, again, this parasocial word that keeps coming up, you know, when they do get a response or a like, they feel like they've developed a relationship and they are invested in yeah. his well-being and hope for his children and all of these things. So like a lot of these people, I think, think they legitimately do have a relationship yeah. with Kanye. Kanye is their Bridget Everett and Michael Che, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, this is my boy. This is my man. I will follow him to the end of time. Yeah. I feel uh, that way about Kelly Clarkson, so I get it, you know? <laughs> what about Kelly Clarkson? That's my girl. Well, like, wherever she goes, I will follow. And if she needs somebody to have her oh, back, yeah. I will be there for her. Now, does she know who I am? No. But that's okay. She will. She will. Uh, <laughs> Eventually. She will. Yeah, Kelly, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the podcast. And you know, and I know that you're listening. <laughs> totally, <laughs> she totally. She loves it. I know we at least have another week of this because uh, the album doesn't come out for a week. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's just prepare and have a listening party. Yeah, we just have to expect every morning to get screamed at by Kanye through... Uh, his IG post. <laughs> I mean, more effective than any marketing campaign he'll ever do on purpose, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. People love to pretend that there are simple formulas for living your best life now. Eat this and you won't get sick. Manifest it and everything will work out. But there are some things you can choose and some things you can't. And it's okay that life isn't always getting better. I'm Kate Bowler, and on Everything Happens, 
I speak with kind, smart, funny people about life as it really is. Beautiful, terrible, and everything in between. Let's be human together. Everything Happens is available wherever you get your podcasts. So, I mean, in typical Kanye fashion, you know, we recorded this episode just like a couple days ago. And like, I feel like so much has changed since then. So it's kind of important we do like updates because, you know, everything changes at a dime. You know, since we last recorded, he, Julia Fox and him did actually break up. They did. Um, Yep. (laughs) I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Nope. And then he continued his sort of like manic posting and... Then all of a sudden we get this one image of him standing. It looked like on a cloud or like in a stage in in, yeah, in clouds. Somewhere in a concert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in this post, he basically starts with, you know, I've learned that posting in all caps, it, you know, comes across as me as I'm yelling, you know, and he goes on to say that, you know, those posts about Kim may have come across as harassing and, <laughs> That, you know, he wants to be a better listener in order to be a better leader was sort of the 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 gist. And so, you know, you get the sense like either somebody has commandeered his phone. Yeah, someone or, got his password, yeah. <laughs> or he's actually like realizing that sending people after to uh, beat up Pete Davidson may not be the best if he's like it going to be in a custody battle, right? Oh, some would say it's, it's even a crime to tell people to... Uh... <laughs> Hit someone else, yeah, and harass Some them. people would say that. Yeah, no, the post looks like it was, it looks like it was approved by him. So someone wrote it, and then they were like, Kanye, we're going to post this, and he was like, fine, post it. Because <laughs> it, it wasn't even like written like, like a very Kanye voice. But then, immediately after, uh-huh. we get two more posts, which were quickly deleted, so I don't even know if a lot of people My saw God. them. But it was like a post that it was a screenshot of, he said his cousin who worked at Adidas had sent him where he was like, you know, you and Kim will be back together. So it's already like, oh. And then the next post was like, it looked like a stock image of a sign on the side of the road that said something about, you know, men who have to like fight for their children, but like you know, women should be asking why do the men have to fight or something along those lines. Again, applying cool. that he's not seeing his children, but we just saw you Super Bowl Sunday again with your, kids. with your kids all day long at Sunday service. So, you know, I get he's pulling, tugging at the heartstrings um, because we do just want him to be able to be a father, but like, you're not, that's not the impression we're getting that you're not being allowed. Because if if one thing we know about the Kardashians there there you come from a good co-parenting situation. Like every single person in that family from Chris on down to Kylie has had to deal with like a co-parenting situation. Yeah. And 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 also the other thing is I feel like it should be it should be mentioned because I've been like reading the comments under his new post and it's just so funny to me that the people who were not upset at him at even in the beginning and uh, now forgave him. I'm just like, you guys were just cheering him up when he was posting these and now you're like, no, it's okay, Kanye, we get it. I'm just like, stop agreeing with everything he says. And I also think something else that has to do with it, and I think we touched on a bit, is just, uh, you know, I just feel like the romanticizing of mental illness and connecting that to being a creative genius is something that needs to be addressed because we, you know, we're like, yeah, but if he wasn't this, you know, if he wasn't acting up if he, if he, and, and all of that, we will stop getting good albums. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure if he is more in in a more stable condition, even the music will be better. Agreed. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a mental illness to be creative. I mean, it can fuel it for sure, but, you know, talent is talent. I, I have to admit that there was, I was realizing that, like, I come, I think a lot of women come from this, like, place of, like, romanticizing toxicity. Because if it's a really, you know, someone you're into, when they start, well, I guess love bombing or just, like, you know, acting like they want you so bad, yeah. you you start thinking, like, this is so sweet. But when you really step back, you're like, no, if anybody else was doing this, we would have you arrested and we'd have a restraining order. Absolutely. 
And there's not enough people because it's Kanye Mm -hmm. telling him that because they want to just be on his good side. I mean, even some of the blogs who he's now getting in bed with are willing to sort of post the positive sides of all of this. And it's like, ah. And like, it was funny that you brought up like, you know, the tweet, you know, this is this looked like an approved message that he had posted because... You know, he has a new documentary coming out on Netflix. I think it's called Genius is like, you know, spelled. <laughs> and in the very beginning of it, he's holding his phone. He's in the Dominican Republic. And he's yeah. like, he goes, should I send this tweet? And I don't even know if anyone answers. And then he just hits send. Right? Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's the only sort of barrier is like, he just says it out loud, doesn't really care if anyone responds and then does it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. In this new documentary, they just, it came out in an article that um, there's it's going to be multiple episodes. And in the third episode, apparently he really talks about his mental health struggles. He talks about his bipolar disorder. He talks about how he, you know, still has suicidal urges and that sort of thing. And so I would say I was surprised to read that because I'll say apparently he sort of did come out in, in 2016 and admit he had he bipolar, did, yeah. but I didn't really remember that. And I don't think a lot of people remember that. And so I think maybe seeing this documentary come out may remind people of this yeah i mean hopefully and i mean i i I mean i really hope he gets help and like gets to deal with his like mental health issues because this is not i mean this is not good for him this is not good for kim that's not good for anyone really no and yeah and i don't and if any there's any like impressionable guys or you know anyone people out there who think that what he's doing is like what people want in relationships um no like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna let everyone know. No, we do not. Nobody wants any of that. And like I think everyone just wants Kanye to win. At the end of the day, like it's not Kanye against the world. We really do want Kanye to win because I mean, look, we do like the music. And um, the thing is, you know, Kanye has always been Kanye. Yeah. You know, I think back to Kanye when he's on that stage next to Michael Myers and said, oh, yeah. George Bush does not care about black people. You know, like, this isn't new Kanye. Kanye has exactly. always been Kanye. Yeah. It's just coming across in a different way. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone just wants him to win, yeah. really. Yeah. Kanye, uh, you're more than welcome to come on this podcast and apologize. <laughs> so, hey. Okay, and now it is time for my favorite segment, Sorry Not Sorry, where we either uh, apologize to someone or uh, demand an apology, which is my favorite thing to do. Uh, I'm going to start with Oha. Uh, yes. Oha, what's, what's happening this week? Um, I'd like to demand an apology from Brother Sewing Machines, specifically my JX2517. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, that is a beginner level sewing machine. Uh-huh. And I would like an apology from that company in particular, because in spite of making it probably the most simple sewing machine um, available to people right now, your Mm. girl still can't operate it. So you need to, if you have a sewing machine for somebody who's 13 years old, I need you to make a sewing machine for somebody even more simple (laughs) than that. Because you know how sometimes like certain mechanical things just like don't fit in our brains if you're not necessarily inclined in that way. Yeah. Or like somebody may be extremely good at math, but then also can't have a conversation with another human being. Like there is something inside of me that is just not made to deal with mechanical issues. I don't understand how pieces fit into each other, you guys. And this machine is truly testing me this week. I just want to make pants, you know? I mean, are you trying to learn on your own through YouTube or are you taking a class? I'm just trying to learn by myself, basically, in YouTube videos because YouTube is basically university. At least that's what it is for us people who don't have bachelor degrees. And so it's YouTube has all of the information that I need. I just need it from YouTube into my brain. So, you know, that's I just would like an apology from pretty much brother specifically and they need just need to think about me when they're making their sewing machines next time yeah i feel like they should pay you money and also send you pants whatever size you want (sighs) thank you i feel extremely validated are you a therapist licensed (laughs) of course you know you don't need to go to therapy you can just come to me pay me 50 dollars, and i'll literally just affirm anything that you would say as long as it's not illegal maybe even if it is but we'll see 
okay. for an extra fee, you can even confess <laughs> crimes to me. <laughs> Kiki, what's 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 happening with you this week? Um, this one, I'm gonna admit, I'm a little bit ashamed of, but you know what? I'm gonna apologize for it. Um, and I might be apologizing for it in the future because I don't know if I can always control it, but. I want to apologize, I think, to the LGBTQIA plus community because I ordered Chick-fil-A twice this week. Wow. And, um, you know, (laughs) okay, look, I understand. And I, I had a, I even had a good friend who taught me how to make a Chick-fil-A sandwich, like from scratch, like went through the whole thing, fed me and everything. But, you know, I'm not, I don't cook. And so, and I just, I have a craving for those nuggets every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's hard to boycott everything that's evil when there's so many evil things. Well, I'm glad I'm here. Um, and that I am here to to either accept or deny your apology on behalf of the rest of everybody in my crew. Um, I just want to say the apology accepted on behalf of all of us. And um, I also want to let you know that I have been known to once every couple of years as a gay person frequent a Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah. Well, a guy like me, I, I never eat at Chick-fil-A. And yeah. uh, I think that makes me perfect and even better than you, Aha. Uh, yeah. I am a true ally. Uh, has nothing yeah. to do with the fact that the, uh, Uber Eats does not deliver in my area. <laughs> it's a choice I made. <laughs> yeah. Even if there was one nearby, yeah. I would still not go. And so, yeah. Just to clarify, in terms of good person to worse person, Mahanad is on top, I'm at the middle, and then you, Kiki, right below that no i don't think so i think kiki is in the middle because kiki was trying wow. kiki was trying to apologize and <laughs> wow. you were like your crimes are forgiven okay you're right so, who's gonna forgive me for my crimes i mean i don't know honestly i don't i don't know we'll we'll, we'll have to see yeah if if you're listening uh, and you want to forgive uh, oha for her crimes please let us know and I mostly decided to tell you both because, we, you know, we can see each other on the screen. And yeah. it, I, it was this morning was the second time and I had a nice coffee <laughs> and I didn't want the cup to come up and then be like, is that a Chick-fil-A cup? So I just I felt like I needed to admit it off the bat. So only came out clean because of, out of fear of being called out, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, wow. are the rankings changing again? No. <laughs> Wow. Are the rankings continually shifting here? You guys are both at number two now, and I'm still at number one. <laughs> You're like equal now. I mean, it is it is what it is, you know. I mean, hey, I make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nobody there to ever witness them. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, for me personally, uh, so it's it's my uh, sibling's birthday this week, and I say siblings because they're twins um oh cool so they're the youngest and i have been reminded by of something i have done to them uh years ago uh, a lie that i've told because i'm the oldest brother i have four siblings these are the youngest and the age gap between us is 11 years okay. so you know big but not huge and i remember like years and years ago i told my siblings that uh that i was their father <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow they were too young to understand how age works <laughs> so to them that was biologically possible so i convinced uh. them that i was their father and that we at the time we were living with their grandparents so they're my parents but they're their grandparents wow this is deeply uh, yes. involved okay uh, and they and they really believed it and then i i made it I made the lie stick by saying, why do you think I am the one who drives you to school every day? Because I did. I was the one who drove them to school in the morning. Cause... And then uh, literally they just like really believed it. And then after that, my dad started driving them to school every day. So he would convince them that he was actually their father. And I was lying. So I'll say it was worth it. Got it. Because I don't want to continue to drive them. I was I was so over it. 
I mean, when you told them, did they like immediately go running to your parents? And then like what your parents then had to like convince them like, no, we are the parents. Or did they believe it for a while before they questioned it? Well, I told them that if you go and asked uh, my parents, they will tell you that this is a lie because they want to protect you. <laughs> wow. You built in and a I, scheme yeah. inside of the scheme. I okay. said that they're going to sound very convincing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, it got my dad to finally wake up and just drive him to school. <laughs> <laughs> I love these psychological games you play. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's not my job. I didn't have those kids. Right. You know, like, I literally remember saying, I don't want more siblings. (laughs) (laughs) So you actually warned them. Yeah. That you wouldn't be amenable to them if they arrived. When my mom was pregnant, I was so furious that I'm going to have another one. And then... Here's the thing. My mom did not even tell me she was having twins until like literally I went to the hospital and there were like two kids laying there. And I was like, what is this second one? <laughs> oh, wow. That's like... How many siblings do you have total? I have four. So at the time I had two and I was like, I am done. I don't want more than two. I was happy being an only child. This is ruining my life right now. Got it. And then Got they it. went on and had other two. And it was wow. just too much. So that is four too many at that point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even consent to being born. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, apologies, I guess. I mean, they're 20 years old now, so they're hopefully over it. Oh, yeah. Everything that's wrong with them is their fault now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's everything. Yeah. And if they were traumatized by that, hey, it could have been worse. Yeah, it only goes yeah. downhill from yeah. there. Yeah, it could have been yeah. worse. They, they could have been the oldest uh, sibling with four people younger than you. So <laughs> I guess that's my half-ass uh, apology. <laughs> I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. 